Hey, this is Kiran Agrahar from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Linda Anderson and they with us. Linda is a financial mentor and strategist, providing a financially grounded and spiritually integrated approach to funding your vision. Over the past thirty-five years, she has pioneered a holistic and integrated approach to business coaching and financial mentoring. So, with that being said, let's welcome our today's guest, Linda. And Linda, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for inviting me. I'm excited. I'm very curious to know about, and we are curious to know about your journey. So tell us about yourself and what got you started in financial mentoring and then integrating the spiritual aspect of it. Yeah, it's definitely been an evolutionary and circuitous path. I, I'll start by saying who I specialize in working with because I think that framework will make what I'm going to share make more sense. And so I specialize in working with coaches, consultants, and creatives who want to build a sustainable business that makes a difference and that supports rather than runs their lives. And the reason I work with people in the way I do is because it reflects all the same challenges that I've had over the years in building my own business. And there are a lot of subtle, intuitive learnings that come from walking the path oneself. And so I didn't follow the traditional coaching certification process. My approach really evolved out of what I needed and couldn't find. When I left the corporate world and I had been working 60 to 80 hours a week and had burned myself out. And my mentor at the time said, get your MBA, get it from the best place you can get it. And so my dream at the time was to live and work in Europe. And I found an MBA program in Switzerland, taught in English, nine-month program, people from 20-plus different countries, and ended up being only two women in a class of 49. And when I returned from the United States, it was challenging getting read. What I found is I had these puzzle pieces I had business and finance. And I knew that self-esteem had a part in me being willing to work 60 to 80 hours a week. And the spiritual component came in a little bit later, but I was holding these puzzle pieces and how can they fit together? And ultimately they fit together in a really meaningful, uh, profound way. And what I found in my education and my working in the corporate finance area is that in my own journey of building my business is that the business and financial experts is essential, but it's really only part of the solution. The primary obstacle for me was really centered around self-esteem. And when I, right before I left for Europe, I did my first meditation workshop. And in that workshop, I got intuitively that my calling is to help people maximize their potential. And I thought, why am I getting my MBA? And so the facilitator said, write your thesis on something related to that. And so I wrote my thesis on the impact of self-esteem and self-awareness on people's performance in the workplace. And I was definitely ahead of my time because that was like the mid 80s. So there really wasn't much written about self-esteem. And as a result, what I've put together is really integration of what integration of teaching business and financial tools and practices along with what supports the business owner in thriving. And the spiritual element came in 
and really was the central thing that transformed my life. I'd worked with coaches and consultants and therapists and psychics and you name it, I worked with them. And the challenges I was facing was around relationship and direction and mounting debt and not enough savings and health challenges. And it wasn't until I really started my meditation practice and really started working with the universal spiritual principles that everything in my life turned around. And the reason for that is the central issue as I got intuitively was codependent. And the spiritual aspect, the spiritual alignment is the antidote. So instead of looking outside myself for my worth and for answers and so forth, I learned to turn within for those answers. And that all by itself was transformative. It sure was. And that can lead to external success as well. When you are diving the forces of the universe. So I get it. Linda, my next question to you is about a success story, about a client success story that you are really proud of or something that is on the top of the mind. Right? Yeah, I would say my poster child client is a woman who has um, a bookkeeping firm and none of this is confidential because she's written testimonials for me. She took my uh, visioning and planning retreat two years ago this fall. It's called Visioning and Planning from the Inside Out. Part of what makes my visioning and planning process work as I've come to realize is that I've studied affirmative prayer in the unity tradition. And the approach I take to that is really an affirmative prayer because it brings people into their hearts and really connecting with their own inner guidance. And her dream from the time she was six years old was to have a horse. And at that point, it seemed impossible. And the even bigger dream was to have a ranch, which really seemed impossible. And I'll be darned, but within six months of that retreat, she bought her first horse. Wow. Within a year, she bought her ranch. And last count, she has three horses, 20 chickens, two little um, miniature pigs, and the family's still growing. And it's not like, oh, that happened and everything was easy. My work since then has really continued to be how does she build the business in a leveraged way that supports her in having the time she needs to care for the animals and the ranch and how to make it work properly in terms of profitability. And so it's a very, you can see where the combination of financial mentoring, business strategy, as well as really life coaching comes in. It's a very fine line when you have a small business to, you, you can't really separate the business and the personal. We sure cannot. And question to you is about the systems, methodologies, processes, or steps. So something that you use to get a client moving from point A to point B. Yeah, it really, I find the most effective starting point is starting from vision. And because that helps someone focus forward rather than focusing on what doesn't work and what won't work and problem solving. And so if you're clear about where you are now and what the vision is, it, it really activates the creative process and sets up that creative tension 
that seeks to be resolved. I'm here, I want this, I'm here, I want this. And so the, my approach is to look at what's in that gap. There's always a lot of yeah buts and obstacles and questions, but there are always next steps. There's always obvious next steps and milestones, whether or not someone knows how to take them. And I can't tell you how many times someone has come to me and said, I don't know what I want. And then they proceed to tell me. And it's not that they don't know what they want. They don't know how to make it happen. And so part of what is unique about my process is that it really incorporates that creative process. And it's also where the spiritual element comes in, because if you're holding where you are now and what you want and start to ask the questions of what might make this work, then the synergistic experiences automatically start happening. And because you're looking, you notice, right? You notice that the solutions are showing up either in front of you or intuitively or the like. And then I'll back up a little bit. What I've found is that there are really four, I call them prosperity superpowers. And it's focus, faith, footwork, and financial clarity. And so focus is about focusing on what is spiritually aligned. What's your vision? What's the vision that is spiritually aligned? Faith is really about taking care of oneself in the ways that build self-esteem and self-trust. And if you're clear about those two things, then the footwork becomes more clear. You can develop a holistic plan, business plan that supports the business and the individual in, in thriving. And if you know those things, then the financial clarity comes in that you can begin to define how much money is enough. I think a lot of the challenges, the stress that so many people experience is really the result of being on that treadmill of trying to make more and more money without really being conscious of what the money's for is how much is enough. And on a financial level, that's where I can really help because I have a lot of experience in budgeting and financial analysis and cash flow management. And so I teach tools and I teach you the fish coach consultant rather than doing the fishing for them. And so I teach prosperity mindset programs as well as how to implement cash flow management, cash flow mapping. And I just finished teaching a six-week workshop series called Funding Your Vision of Happiness and Success. And it was really uh, gratifying to see how the mind shifts had taken hold. And instead of, it wasn't necessarily pleasant to look at debt and where they are financially, it was really the beginnings of a transformative experience. Got it. Got it. Now I understand it much better. Something that you mentioned was prosperity mindset. Now, as far as I know, the human society is trained in a way to always think of lack, always think of scarcity. So how to get a prosperity mindset instead of living with a scarcity mindset? Yeah, it, years ago now, I've had a meditation practice for Case. And there was one day I came out of meditation with this thought, I should look up prosperity on my iPhone. I just discovered it had a dictionary. And so I looked up prosperity. And at first I saw the traditional definition of to thrive or flourish, especially in financial terms. And I noticed there was a link to the Latin root word 
for to prosper. And the Latin root word for to prosper means to make happy. I was astounded. I, at that point, I'd been studying prosperity consciousness for years, and I had never heard that. And somewhere along the line, someone decided that what makes one happy is money. And in this workshop series, we just ended last night, and I was really noticing that there was a difference between other times when I've taught financial kinds of things. And in the past, when we would get down to the hard numbers, the energy would just get totally squirrely and no one could hear me. And this group really seemed to integrate not only the principles and the mindset shifts, but also what I was teaching in terms of financial practices and tools. And the central thing that seemed like was really pivotal was when they started to look at prosperity in terms of what makes them happy. Because so for so many of us, and I think it's not just women, but because I've certainly worked with a lot of men over the years who have had the same challenges, but so many of us are conditioned to make everyone else's needs more important than our own. And so the concept of looking at what do I want, what are my heart's desires, what makes me happy, was a whole new concept from which to look at one's finances. So if instead of money being uh, a measure of one's worth, money is simply a tool to fund one's vision of happiness, success. And there's, I call it the wisdom factor, the what's in it for me factor. And for someone who's coming from the end of the spectrum where they haven't really thought much about their own needs and wants and desires, beginning to look at their own, what they want on a personal level in terms of what is spiritually aligned. What makes one happy isn't about figuring it out. It's about really making time to get centered and having those answers come from within. And the spiritual alignment, you know, ultimately, as I see it, ends up working for the greater good. And that's sure. I get a better idea of what prosperity might is now. Thank you so much for sharing that, Linda. Now that we are at this stage, please tell us about ways of reaching out to you. If someone from the audience wants to connect with you, wants to know more about you, want to reach out to you, what are some of the ways? They can schedule a complimentary discovery session. It's usually around 40 minutes and I have a link on my website. My web, my email is Linda at prosperitycircles.com. So either way, they can reach out to me and ask to schedule a complimentary discovery session. Yes. So prosperitycircles.com, right? Correct. Okay. Wonderful. So next question to you is about misconceptions. What do you think are some of the misconceptions in the coaching industry? I think this is true in the coaching industry as well as in other realms. But I think there's a tendency to think that once I get this degree or this certification, everything will be great. Then I'll know what I want to do and the money will follow. And my own experience, a, a career counselor saved me a lot of money years past and said, figure out what you want to do and what you need to learn to do it. And at that point, I had come back from Europe and finished my MBA, and I was embarking on career counseling and a somatic psychology program. And I realized that I was looking for a, a credential to validate something that was really new and emerging 
and they didn't exist. And it's, I have taken numerous programs along the way that supported the evolution of what I'm currently doing, but it wasn't really through a series of credentials or additional degrees. And I think it's also important to pair as a coach, I think it's really important to pair the coaching in training with some kind of functional expertise. Is I just hear of a lot of coaches who struggle to make a go of it if they don't have some kind of concrete functional expertise to go along with it. Understood. I get it. So thank you so much for sharing the misconceptions. That leads me to my final question. Now, this one is about the action steps. What do you suggest the listener does after hearing this conversation? So what are the action steps? So in their own life or in terms of reaching out to me? So to reach out to Linda, of course, you can go to her website, prosperitysite.com. But I am asking about the ways of growing as an individual or to grow their business or finances or anything. So I'll come back around to what I call the prosperity superpowers. Focus really to focus on having, cultivating the spiritual practices, whatever they may be for each individual, some kind of centering practice that helps them get quiet and listen to their own inner wisdom and for their direction in life and business, their day decisions to really come from there. And really one's vision and mission is the most powerful and the most uh, fulfilling pathway really comes from within. The faith is really making their own needs a priority and setting boundaries that really support them in and making their needs count. And then doing the, the footwork that's necessary. One of the exercises I do with my clients is I call it do, dump, delegate, and delay. And as someone gets more and more clear about what they want on a personal and professional level, it usually calls for realigning one's commitments. And one of the adages I love is there is enough time to do what is mine to do. And so it really does take tearing down one's, one's commitments. And then finally, is really about the financial clarity. Get clear about where they are now financially, how much is enough to support them in funding their vision. Take a look at, I shared a, a debt snowball calculator in this six-week series, and that all by itself was mind-blowing because there's having a strategy behind how you pay off your debt can cut years off how long it takes. Really, those four superpowers encapsulate uh, a way of thinking about how to uh, move forward in a, in a way that leads to greater happiness and success. And now you know, guys, what you have to do after the conversation is over. But one more thing you can shortly do is go to prosperitycircles.com and check out what Linda is up to, know what kind of work she's doing, know, and of course, she's offering a 40-minute complimentary call and all with that. So that surely is an option to get to know her and get to know what she can do for you. So thank you so much, Linda, for such a great Thank you. It was awesome to speak with you today.
And uh, with that being said, I am your host Kiran Agrahar signing off for the day. You guys take care. Bye guys.